Welcome to the Truth and Transformation podcast series, where ASHP President Tom Johnson shares insights from his 2020 inaugural address about personal and professional transformation. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Truth and Transformation. I'm Paul Abramowitz, ASHP CEO, and I'll be your host. With me today is ASHP President Tom Johnson. But before we get started, I want to talk about something that is extremely important here at ASHP and certainly relates to what Tom and I are going to be discussing in just a moment. We recently formed the ASHP Task Force on Racial Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion to advise ASHP on specific and actionable steps to further address and take inventory of matters related to these very important issues. That's right, Paul. The events that unfolded in response to the tragic deaths of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and too many others, express the true urgency for individuals, communities, and organizations of all types to prioritize actions that can lead to change. The critical work of this task force will ensure that ASHP is maximizing its capacity to affect social change in the pharmacy community and beyond. We all must do better to combat intolerance of all forms and end the systemic racism at the heart of social injustice and inequality. Well, that brings us to the more specific topic that we'll be talking about today, which is servant leadership. What is servant leadership and how does it apply to so many of the vital discussions that are taking place in pharmacy and ASHP? That's a great question, Paul. I appreciate you asking. A lot of times we have terms that we use or throw out, but we don't have great definitions. Servant leadership is basically about putting other people first, listening first, being empathetic, not assuming, asking how you can help, and ideally having others ask the same of you. That sure seems like a good way to start the kinds of discussions that we just talked about. But in a broad sense, servant leadership centers on being a servant first and then making a conscious choice to aspire to lead second. A leader who wants to be a servant makes it a priority to put others ahead of themselves and focus on the well-being of the organization or community that they lead. Some of the key elements of servant leadership include listening, empathy, awareness, and persuasion. If you do a quick Google search on servant leadership, you'll find that Robert Greenleaf was one of the most recent authors that brought this into modern leadership theory. And you'll actually find several sites that describe much more detail than what we'll get into here today. So I'd encourage you to do a little bit of looking if you want to hear more. And that's definitely in contrast, the servant leadership approach to people that really think of being a leader first instead of serving others. I'm sure we've all been around leaders that put leadership as the primary emphasis in what they do. But servant leadership is a bit of a different approach. Servant leadership is certainly something we all aspire to in our positions, whether we're frontline care providers or senior executives. Tom, could you please elaborate on how this specifically applies to our pharmacy profession? Well, I think the concept of servant leadership really fits perfectly with what we as a profession aim to be. So to me, that's a great starting point. Our profession is built to serve others by providing guidance, information, expertise, mostly related to medication use, 
In fact, most health systems refer to pharmacy services as opposed to a pharmacy department anymore. So this concept of servant first really seems to fit. As pharmacists and pharmacy technicians and everyone else in our pharmacy services team, really as healthcare workers, we are leaders simply by, by nature of our vocation. I like to say that every patient gets a med, and that's particularly true in a, in a hospital or health system. So that makes us leaders by definition on the healthcare team. People look to us for guidance and leadership around medication use, whether it be patients, physicians, nurses, really anyone within healthcare. And personally, I've always thought of myself as a servant leader, so it's important for me to start our conversations related to leadership and transformation with this servant approach. Tom, it's very clear that you are extremely passionate about servant leadership. And I remember you sharing a story with me about how your grandfather inspired servant leadership in others. Can you tell me more about that? I can. And I did include that story in my inaugural. And I, I thought it was a great place to illustrate the point in where I sort of come from. So several times I've actually tried to tell that story in a formal setting and I usually get emotional about it, but we'll, we'll try to do it here. So my mom's nickname is Boo. And so that's a good, good starting point for this, but her little brother couldn't say Betty Lou. So it came out Boo and it stuck. And now she'll be 80 here in another month or so. And it's still Boo. So that's how she's known to our family. Well, anyway, Boo noticed that many people kept asking things of her dad when she was a kid. And he always helped people out. He would do things for people. He would fix things. He would go over to their house and help them. But a lot of times, my mom, Boo, <laughs> didn't really see that those favors being repaid, at least from her perspective. So one time she just asked him about it. She said, Dad, why do you keep doing these things when other people don't really seem to do things back for you. His response, well, boo, I don't worry about that. I'll get my reward later. As a kid, and when my mom would talk about that, and she would remind me of that story, if I would be complaining about how somebody didn't do something or someone else didn't work on something in the same way, or I, I didn't get something that I wanted, that story would come up. And she still reminds me of that story, even to this day at, at different times. So, she just reminds me that my reward will come later. And I think that's a certainly a great place to start that conversation. And that, that's where I started this conversation. Even though I didn't really understand that to be servant leadership maybe at the time. But as I've progressed through my career, I certainly understand it now. And it certainly framed my, my approach to how I work with other people. Tom, that's a, a very touching story. And thank you for sharing that with me and, and everyone else again. I'd like to ask you, however, how has practicing servant leadership helped you specifically overcome challenges in your career? Challenges in pharmacy seem to, to come at us quite often, and, and more recently, even faster than, than normal. And I think a lot of times it's easier to identify your failures than your successes. I'll be the first one to admit I am far from perfect. I've, I have spent a lot of time encouraging, counseling, guiding students, residents, pharmacists, other leaders in my career on this type of topic and suggesting how they might do things. And yet on a daily basis, I probably fail to actually implement these concepts. So even if you bring the mindset of servant leadership of trying to help others to the table, it's challenging when the world around you doesn't really seem to be on the same wavelength sometimes. So when you get into that challenging situation, and when I've been into that 
those challenging situations, I think a lot of times your instinct is to speak first instead of listening, to get frustrated or tell yourself stories about some other person's intentions, about how they must be out to get you or something. The thing is, most reasonable adults are not out to get you. They don't want to do anything that, that's necessarily negative, but they do want to be heard and they want to be understood. So they may have some different pressure points. They might also be working to try to get, you know, in some level of self-preservation as we all do. It's just human nature. So for me specifically, I just try to remind myself that everyone has their own thing that they are concerned about in that given moment. Maybe they've got something going on in their personal life. Maybe they've come to a meeting with me right after they had a bad meeting with somebody else. None of that really has anything to do with me or my ideas. But if I put their interests first and think about them and listen first, ask how I can help them, then we can usually find our way into a successful conversation. So for me, that's a specific example of how it's helped me in challenging situations. Just try to listen first and think about how I can help. Good. Tom, why do you think it's important for pharmacy professionals to practice servant leadership? Well, I think there's a lot of reasons, but let's look at a couple of specific recent examples here. In the early days of COVID-19, for example, as the pandemic really started to take hold in the U.S., it really seemed like you were either in the thick of being overrun as a facility or as a, as a hospital. New York, Detroit, for example, more recently, it's been the Arizona area, or maybe you were holding your breath and waiting to be overwhelmed, like a lot, probably a lot of the country. Those leaders in those areas being overrun, if you listen to them speak on different areas, they would talk about how they work to support their staff, to find resources, work with suppliers to get necessary medications, but I haven't heard any of them really talk about how tired they were or how much they personally did. They all focused on their staff, their patients, their colleagues. Now with hotspots kind of reemerging, I'm sure we're going to hear more stories of sacrifice and those servant approaches as we work through this. Yet we all knew all the way through that, even though they weren't talking about their personal sacrifices. We knew that they'd all put in a tremendous amount of effort and their recognition came later because their staff made it through and their patients got the care they needed and servant leadership seemed to be that driving process. I think another specific example and why this continues to be important is that there's other servant leaders out there who might be all of these folks that never had these initial surges or haven't had these patient volumes come through from the pandemic. A lot of those actually probably lost hours or even jobs because of so many hospital services had to be closed down. There just wasn't the need for employees as much. So supporting their staff and each other really started to become a full-time job in its of, of itself. And it wasn't just formal leaders doing that. Entire healthcare teams, pharmacy tech, students, residents, they all needed to step up as servant leaders to put other interests ahead of their own. So to me, that's, that's a huge reason why pharmacy really needs to practice servant leadership. And we've been demonstrating it over the last few months. Those are really great examples of how many people across the entire nation, all professions and occupations have have really stepped up and become servant leaders, especially our pharmacists, student pharmacists, and pharmacy technicians, exemplifying the practice of servant leadership. Well, Tom, tell me, how does one go about the process of becoming a servant leader? And what advice do you have for ASHP members interested in implementing servant leadership into their everyday practices? 
That's a great question, Paul. It's easy to talk about these things. It's it's another step to actually work your way in and, and doing this. I start most of my advice along these areas with first, just get started. For example, asking what you can do for others is a great way to start a conversation. You know, a lot of times in pharmacy, when someone's calling or looking for us, it's not really usually meant to let us know how great something is going. Usually somebody's calling with something that we need to help them with that perhaps hasn't gone very well. So if we can start that conversation with, hi, what can I do for you today? It really just puts you into the right mindset and hopefully puts the other person into the right mindset too. So I, I do that myself. If somebody calls me, particularly out of the blue, it wasn't scheduled. If you just called me up, Paul, probably out of reflex, I would simply say, hi, Paul, what can I do for you today? That tends to be my, my approach to get started. So I, I like to tell people to start there. Then when you get to the end of some of those conversations, I usually will try to finish with, is there anything else or anything you need from me? That's the typical place that I would end a lot of conversations. And I encourage people to do that. It tends to end on the right context as well. So it doesn't have to be hard. It really is just about getting started and having that mindset as you get into your day-to-day work. Then after that, you do a little bit of self-reflection and you can improve on that skill and see how those conversations went. And amazingly enough, self-reflection is our topic for our next podcast. Well, that's all we have time for today. Again, Tom, thank you for spending time with the ASHP membership. And today, specifically for sharing your thoughts and insights about servant leadership. I encourage everyone to read Tom's inaugural address if you have not already done so. It's, of course, on ashp.org. And please join us next time when, as Tom said, he explores the topic of self-assessment, or as he likes to call it, how to stand in your truth. Thanks for joining us in the Truth and Transformation. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time for more Truth and Transformation from ASHP President Tom Johnson.